Amen. Wow. What an awesome God we serve. We thank the Lord for this day. It has already been orchestrated by God that today you will come and receive. Amen. And the Lord has already planned everything before we were even called, before even Reverend Chris told LP to call, contacted us. We thank you so much. Um, LP and Reverend Gloria, thank you so much for inviting me. You thought I came to do you a favor, but at that point I was homeless. There was no place to go. And uh, Reverend Chris took me in. And it's not like I'm from a poor home, but you know, London Abrobo. I was, um, I took, I took, Reverend Chris was like a brother. Pastor Gloria was like a mother. They told me off. They corrected me. They even gave me a husband. And we are still together. God is amazing. You have got something precious in this house. I'm telling you guys. You have got something precious in this house. Because I remember there were many people in the church that were like trying to make move. And yes. Oh, Kieran. Arit. That's the way Kieran used to call me. He used to call me Arit. Sayak. It means he wants Serilak. Oh, with the big, big. I love you, Kieran. You were like a, my own, my own child. When I took you on the bus, they thought you were my child. They said, "And your baby? Put your baby here." I'm like, eh, "I'm only 19." <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that time. And thank you, Reverend Gloria. Thank you, Reverend Chris. You have been great gift from God to my life. I have two wonderful children, a great husband, and a half. <laughs> this one is a shock because, you know, we had the two, my last child turned 11. Yes, 11 last, and no, it was yesterday. He, he turned 11, so, and um, in, I think it was in February I discovered I was going to the gym, working out, and my waistline. Please take a seat. Oh, in my church, they've sat down a long time. <laughs> they've sat down. They'll just ignore me. Afi, you need to take notes. I've got a wonderful sister here. He, um, she's a lecturer at uh, Aston University. She's, um, she's my right-hand woman. She's one loyal and amazing woman of God. She runs several businesses. Amen. So check her online shop on Facebook. Anything sells. Amen. And I'm marketing for you 10%. Okay. But um, God bless you all. And I believe that the Lord has got a wonderful message for us today. So I was telling you about my little miracle. Um... I, 
I was working now after Christmas. You know how we do all this planning to lose a stone. And after all the eating, um, I decided to lose a few pounds because I like to go jogging and all that, you know. Um, I was doing all these, but my, <laughs> my waistline was getting wider. <laughs> but, you know, I, was, I started losing, but the, the side of my body wasn't, I didn't like the fact at all. I said to Martin, oh, I need to find out how I can have a tummy tuck. He said, tummy what? I said, well, I'll pray for you one day you accept. <laughs> but um, in February, I went to work, came home, and I wasn't feeling so well. I think it was towards the end of February. And, and when I got home, I was like, oh, this thing is strange. Because the way I feel is, I feel like that normally when I'm pregnant. Yes. So let me go. And so I went to Tesco, and I bought this one. No, it was Asda, one pound test to check because you know I don't need to spend much money on it because it's something I'm not expecting and I don't want and I haven't planned so I bought the one pound and our house where we live we live at the countryside and you have to drive about 25 minutes to get to the nearest shop so we drove I drove there my husband was at work I left the kids at home but the kids came home check quickly and it was double line I screamed in the bathroom, and Caitlin ran upstairs and said, Mommy, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. I just need to be alone right now. Okay, just go, just go. And, and um, I said, and I called Martin at work, and I said, Martin, I'm pregnant. What are we going to do? He said, do you remember when we got married, you were praying that to, to conceive? Because it took me four years to conceive my first child. And um, he said, look, I've told you, God has his own plans. And what God he wants to do, he will do. He needs to use you. Someone needs to come and deliver a message to this world. So just accept it. I said, no, no. So he said, so how far do you think you've gone? I said, I don't know. So I went out again and I bought another key. This time I bought the $14.99 one. Just in case the, the cheap one was a lie. So I tried it and it said... You are three months plus, uh, three weeks plus. I'm like, wow, three weeks plus? Well, which means early days. But anyway, early days means that you never know anything could happen. So I went to the doctors again. And they said, oh, how far are you gone? I said, I don't know. They said, okay, let's send you for a scan. So I went for a scan. And guess what? I was over three months pregnant. And I did not know. I was running around doing my <laughs> jogging i tell you when god has planned something it doesn't matter what you do to distract it it shall be established on this earth because it is his will that this happens because so maybe i'm just saying a country needs to be delivered maybe a generation needs to hear the word from this one so we are waiting to see what the Lord has got for us in store. Amen. But God bless you. So anyone who, is, who wants a child, I am carrying a gift for you this, this afternoon. I am drawing out there gift of children, babies, say in Jesus' name. You are birthing. You are birthing. You are birthing purity, joy, peace, fruits of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Receive it. Anyone who is married and you are looking for a child, I am a witness. I just want to tell you that it will happen. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. God will have to just, you have to learn few things. Because I remember when we got married, we used to fight a lot. And I was thinking later on, yes, you do. Because I will, I will intentionally call LP Gloria and um, Reverend Chris's house phone and put it on speaker so that they can hear us telling each other off. So they will hear all the fights. So that when we go to church, it's not like I've reported my husband. Did you get that? So they had all the fights. It's not because if I go and re, if I go and report him and we I come back home, another fight will start, right? So I'll just dial by accident. God should forgive me. But anyway, they will counsel us. So the first three years, until we became stable, that's when God created, um, gave us a gift. Amen. And he showed Martin in a dream before the gift, Caitlin came. Caitlin is 13 and Caitlin is, is 11. And I can't believe I will be pushing a pram. Hey, God help us. But the Lord will help us. Amen. Amen. So thank you all so much. Turn to your neighbor and say, prepare your heart. Because the Lord has got something wonderful for you. It is not for your neighbor. It is not from the person sitting at the back. It is for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can Afi have a microphone, please, so he can, um, she can read the scriptures for me? Thank you so much. Amen. So this morning I will be talking about um, the practical Christian living. Amen. Because we want to light up, right? And the only way we can light up is by accepting who we are as the children of God. Amen. Amen. So let's just read Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Amen. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. Amen. And the second. And the second. Amen. 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 I'm sure. Keep reading. We, you can hear yeah. us, right? Yeah. Technology. Okay. This is just, yeah. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So you heard that somebody asked Jesus, you know, after the Pharisees has questioned him, uh, the Sadducees, Sadducee people, yeah, they are very, very sad people. They think they know too much. They are too known. So they've questioned Jesus. And then um, this man came and said, um, what can I do to, to inherit the kingdom of God? I mean, what, what is the greatest of all, all the commandments? And he said, he said to me, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Amen. Amen. Firstly, I want to define what it means by to love someone. Amen. I'm not talking about the butterflies. You know, uh, Jim, you know, Chiki Chin Chin sees you down the road and he goes, uh, hey, baby. And you go, um, yes, my name is Jimmy. No. 
that's not the love I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of love, the kind of love that Jesus shared on Calvary for us. And the only reason why I want to talk about this with you is for you to come to a place of acceptance because God will give you, has given you everything you need already. The only reason why we are not where we're supposed to be is because we have not accepted it. If your husband tells you, I love you and marries you and is in the same house with you and every day he has to tell you how much he loves you. Hey, that is hard work, isn't it? It is hard work, but the things that he would do will show you how much he loves you, right? And one thing that we know that God did for us, he sent only son. I can't imagine doing, I would not, thank you Lord, but I would not do it. Imagine, the people that have been backstabbing you, listen, ladies, we have issues. I'm telling you, matters of the heart. Mm. We have issues. But the only way you can move on from that is by living in the love of Christ. There is freedom. There is liberty. You need to dwell in his presence. You need to understand his purpose for your life. But anyway, they went on, they asked Jesus and Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. So we need to understand what it means to love your neighbor. Do you remember um, Jesus gave someone a parable? And Jesus told the person that, you know, this man was attacked by thieves. And he, he was on the roadside. And the pastor went to pass. Yes, we are praying. God help us. We are not perfect. But God is helping us. Another person went past. And there was this man who stopped. And then later on in the parable, he asked, who is your neighbor? Turn to your neighbor and say, who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Who do you think your neighbor is? Yes. Who? Is it the person who dresses the way you like? Or speak the way you like? Or smell the way you like the person to smell? Okay. <laughs> Amen. Or maybe live in that neighborhood where you think these are the kind of people I hang with. Or who can afford that, um, what is it called? Yes. Yes. Who can afford it? You know, or below uh, the person who is within my league. Or the person who has gone to university. Who speak very well like myself. Who is your neighbor? Who do you classify as your neighbor? Your neighbor is the person who is just sitting next to you, either on the bus with that veil on. Do you know that just showing a smile or love to this person can bring him to the hair to the other side? Why are you judging everybody? Why? Why are you classifying everybody the way you think your mind should process things? So who 
do you classify as your neighbor? Would you give me water to drink if I get to the door and I'm smelling and I'm thirsty or I'm wearing a mini skirt and I've just come and I'm like, you can see that I've been to the club. Yes. And I'm, you can see that I've just come from the club and I smell of the cigarettes and everything. Would you give me water to drink? Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Guys, let's think about this. The main reason why Jesus came to die for our sins is for us to learn from what, the, what Jesus came to do on earth so that we can be the witnesses and, and reflect who he is through love. Through love. And that love is called agape love. The love that is not just because someone has been good to you. But the love that you have taken the decision just to walk in it. Because Jesus did it for you. Amen. My husband always say to you, to me, that you think everybody is pretty. Yes, I do. Because when I see somebody, I'm not actually looking at their, the negative things about the person. But I'm looking at the positive things that, that I can hold on to. Which will not distract me from my purpose, which is to love my neighbor. Let's focus on this. Because all these issues and problems that we face is because we are not loving our neighbor enough. We are not loving our... You know, somebody did something really bad to me. I, I gave an excuse. But my, my husband went, Hey, as for you, this young girl, every time you are making excuses for people, eh, when somebody has done something, just... Cut the person out. And I said, you are chim, I'm gone. <laughs> we will forgive. He said, there's a tribe in Ghana, two tribes, and, you know, they, they, one forgives, one, one just hold on. But the Lord has helped him. He's moved on from that. Or I'll say, I've robbed off of him. <laughs> you know, just love. I know it's painful. That sister went to gossip about you. I know it's painful. He, he, she was supposed to be there for you on the day, on your wedding day. She's jealous that because you've gotten married. But forgive her. Yes. Just forgive her. Because what you are holding grudge in your heart, pain in your heart, and that is causing you pain. It's not, the person might have moved on. <laughs> Imagine, she's waking up and having a cup of tea and having a toast. She's enjoying life. And you, you are, you are still in the past. 200, you know that marriage failed. No, it's failed and it's gone. It's done. Yes, you had a child when you were 14. Yes, we all know. Enough of the pity party. It's gone. 
You didn't finish that degree. Yes, it's gone. Get yourself together and do something else. Why should we dwell on the past? Why? The past destroys our bright future. The past destroys our bright future. Last week we had a women's conference and I was telling them that we, we spoke about finding your purpose as a woman, of, a woman of God. And finding your purpose is not so, yes, just the little things. You know how God has blessed you with a smile, a lovely smile. Just smile to somebody. The little things, you know, you have a, a kind heart and when someone is in need, you can identify my husband. Let me tell you one thing. When I come home from work, I can see even if there's a, um, a strand of hair on the floor. My daughter tells me, mommy, mommy can even see one speck of dust on the floor. But my husband will walk around the house and I say, ah, this house is dead to you. He said, ah. What's dirty about this? It's so clean. Because he hasn't been, he doesn't even notice. So imagine all the fights that we were having about why, oh, and you've let your socks is in the fridge. All the fights. Why is that? Why, why is it that you've come back from work and your, your bag is at the door? Yes. And we, we, you will have all these unnecessary arguments. Unnecessary arguments. And imagine, you will wake up in the morning and you are still angry about a sock. Hey, the sock is lying in some, somewhere. And you, you, are, you are vexed. My sister, if you can't pick it, just walk upstairs, go to bed. When you wake up in the morning and you feel like keeping picking it, pick it. If you don't feel like picking it, just walk around it and go. Yes. This man will come and find a sock again because he has to wear it again. And you, you finish fighting. You, are, you finish. You have completed your, you've been angry. You didn't even have dinner. Why? Because of a sock. He's snoring loud and you are like. This, this man is sleeping. And you, you are angry. I said to me, I won't let you cheat me. I won't be angry for you to sleep and I'm sitting there. I'm sleeping some. <laughs> and I am not angry with you. I won't allow you to destroy my peace. My joy. Hey! My relationship. You know when that happens, you can't even read the Bible. You can't pray. Why, why should you cheat me? You, you go and read the Bible and pray. And then you are doing all that. Me, I'm angry upstairs. And then you come and lie down. No chance. So, no chance. When I discovered this, hey! There's so much peace in my house. Yes. So much peace. You know, um, the other time we finished eating dinner. And um, what made me realize that my husband has changed? We finished eating dinner, four of us. 
and uh, my, my son will normally get up early because he's in a rush to go and watch TV or do something. He goes, mommy, excuse me, off. He takes his plate, puts it in the sink, or, and I go, no. Everybody, you have to rinse your plate and put them in your dishwasher. I'm not doing this anymore. He got up and he took his plate, rinsed it and left it in the, put it in the dishwasher. Caitlin did the same. Martin got up, took his plate, and then he left it in the sink. And then he was walking out to go and watch us now. I said, who watches them? Anyway, God forgive us. And he was going... <laughs> going to watch us not play a match and he was going as I was about to turn I said I won't let you spoil my my day as now will spoil it for you but anyway he turned and he goes oh I'm sorry he came to carry my plate went to the sink rinse his plate rinse my plate and put it in the sink because before he used to say Ambama dream meaning it didn't come into my mind it never occurred to me that I should take your plate and take mine. The same way it doesn't occur to him that the sock is on the stairs. So my sisters, light up. It's not that deep. You don't need to pray and fast. You know that sister that you are praying that God will kill him? Kill her? Jude. Do you know God is not going to kill her? Yes. So if I were you, I would pray that God will release me. My heart from pain and anger. So that I can move on. Amen. My sisters, loving your neighbor is not about the things that you do that um, LP Gloria can see. Or telling, oh, have you, LP um, calls. Oh, Chiki Chin Chin, have you heard from Jemima? Yes. I heard. Yes. And Jemima, last week Jemima called. She, she needed about five pounds. Is Jemima here? Forgive me. Let me use another name. Sharina. Is there Sharina? Yes. So Sharina called. Yeah, chicken chin chin. Yes, let's use chicken chin. Chicken chin chin is only in my church. <laughs> but, you know, he called and he saw, yes, Shawanda. That's it. Okay, yeah, let's use that. But he called me. She wasn't, you know, Pastor. I was telling her to come to church. But you know that girl has a problem. She even asked me for 10 pounds. She's lost it. She's not in the faith anymore. Let's just pray for her. She's lost her salvation. Who, how dare you? Who told you? Who made you the judge of somebody else's life? Who made you? Don't worry. I'll come to you. Because you too, Chiki Chinchin, you need to come to church. Ah, this is where your breakthrough is. This is where I got mine. So please come to church, okay? Amen. I love you. Anyway, so, you know, 
these are the things that we are doing. Petty little things. We hold it in our hearts. And we get troubled. Hey, when she saw me with my new weave and my new boyfriend, she did, she did this to me. So what? Uh, me too, I did. I mean, what? What is it that we are looking for? Ladies, let's live in peace because there are so many shallow things that we do that we need to move on from that so that we can find our purpose and live light so that we can light up. Amen. 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 So, I'm going to carry on and tell you about the next thing that um, he said was, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Afi, can I have water, please? Thank you. There's one by me. Um, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's too, yes, I think it's the anointing oil that poured on the floor. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, he said we should love the Lord, meaning we should give our all, everything to the Lord. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all, and it's righteous, and then all other things. Sometimes, hey. I can't believe I, I actually struggled like that. If I knew this, this is what it is, I wouldn't have bothered. Even I, I think I wouldn't have been homeless. Yes. Because God will reveal himself to you. And he will direct your path accordingly. Guys, you see, your worry, your troubles... Everything that you are so bothered about, it's all here. It's in the Lord. So please, just take the burden off. Because you are carrying the thing and it's weighing you down. It's weighing you down. Let me tell you, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you and he has predestined you for greatness. The reason why you are not great is because you don't even, you are not receiving it. You don't believe that you are great. My sister, no matter your accent, how your pronunciation, how you look, how tall, how, how short, how chubby, how slim, the Lord has got a purpose for your life. You don't need to go and do research to identify your purpose. You don't. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. That is the answer. Light up. Just light up. Yeah. You see, the people that are offending you, they don't know. Sometimes their background, you know, like if somebody, where I come from, shapes me. So 
in my culture, we talk like, yes, no, we speak like um, the Yorubas. Yes. And we, we are very abrupt, like truthful, you know, and we, we take everything as a joke and we can't fight. Boxing, I'm not good. I'm not good at fighting though. <laughs> you see, but let me tell you, where my husband comes from, they, they are different. They are different because the way I was speaking to him, to him he never saw a woman speaking to a man like that. Yes. And I have to come to a place. Imagine I, I said to, to him that, ah, you two, what's your problem? That's how I am. It is I am who I am. What is your problem? But the Lord opened my eyes and gave me wisdom to change my tone so that we can dwell in peace. So my sisters, let's light up. There is no place better than in Christ. My testimony, it took me five years to finish a degree. <laughs> My dad sent me here to come and study. Um, at that time, he was very, very well off. But this is why they say the things of this world are temporary. And he was paying my fees. I was in a boarding school. At the age of 17, I came here. And um, on the Isle of Man. And for you to take your child to the Isle of Man, it means that you can afford it. I was there two years. He paid my fees. After the two years, he got stroke. And he became ill. And he died. And I said... My mom said, are you coming home? I said, I'm not coming home. I'll go to university. They said, you knew what? I said, university. So I started applying and I go into Brighton University. My, all my colleagues, because of the foundation courses that we did, we all went straight into second year. But it took me five years to finish because I have to go back, save money, and go back to school. At some point, I took a year out. I came to live in London. I lived with my auntie. He told, she told me that you need to move. I'm sorry, my boyfriend is moving in. So I moved out. And that day, when I I didn't move out actually. I went to work. I was working at H&M. I came back and she's locked and she's changed her keys. And she wasn't home. She's gone for nights. And I didn't know what to do. So I took the bus from Croydon to Brixton. And from Brixton to Croydon till morning. They, the bus driver chucked me out. I think it was around 10, 10 11-ish. They chucked me out of the bus. So I sat at the bus station. And he 
saying, I'm not telling you this to brag, but to let you know that this God that we serve, if you put yourself in him, I stayed there. I was still going to church. Nobody knew what was going on. For one week, I was homeless. And my clothes were, I took a small bag and put it at H&M. So, and then I got a job. Guess what? I got a job at Boots, opposite here. So I get nights at Boots, in Boots. Stock shelf, uh, uh, stocking the shelves. So nighttime, it was so good. I said, God, you are so good to me. But I was still homeless. But I said, hey, my God, you are so good to me. Nighttime, I go and work in Boots. Daytime, I work in H&M. And I looked hot. I still, hey, I cleaned up. Nobody knew that I was homeless. Apart from one girl at my workplace at H&M. He said, Iris, what's wrong with you? I said, what do you mean by what's wrong with me? That's how we behave. You see the gas. We put on um, Yes. What do you mean? What do you mean? But, um, so he said, what do you mean? I said, um, well, my auntie asked me to leave and I went to the house and she's changed a lot so for the past week yes I don't have a place to stay and do you know what she said she said my, my grandma is living in Ghana she has a house in Brixton I'll call my grandma right now so that you can move into the house right now okay this was a young girl that works in H&M as well school girl she's just come out of school and she came she spoke to her grandma before she spoke to her grandma, she actually stole the keys from her mom's drawer and brought the keys to me and I moved in before her, her grandma actually accepted. So I moved into the house. Her grandma came from Ghana for, for holidays and she was as nice as pie. And I lived there. She was lovely to me. And then my, my next station was Reverend Chris and um, LP Glorious House. And that is what has made me today because if I didn't move to that house I wouldn't have I would have been gallivanting on the streets of London I wouldn't find it maybe I would have found a husband but maybe somebody who is an unbeliever but I am so blessed and my testimony is to glorify the Lord please there are just two things you need to do love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. There are just two things and love your neighbor as yourself.